Hello, it's Danny Howe back with another episode of Tales of Southern Indiana. I was uh, thinking about, you know, how fast time seems to move at this stage of life and uh, just whizzes by and how slow it seemed to move when I was a kid growing up. The, um, everything seemed to take forever and there were tons and tons of dead time. And so one had to be inventive and finding things that took a long time to pass to occupy a good chunk of that dead time as, uh, as we grew up. The country roads were asphalt with uh, a lot of tar and in a hot summer the tar would rise and so you could literally sit and watch the tar bubble and watch the bubbles get bigger until they burst and it took quite a while but it, it wasn't like watching paint dry. Uh, there actually was something happening and you didn't need uh, uh, time uh, uh, stop photography or whatever to see it. And then of course there was just the stickiness that you could feel walking around there. That would, that would take some time. And another thing that one could do is uh, you know watch uh, various wildlife and insects. Had a huge huge anthills in the backyard where I grew up and could spend quite a while watching them although I did tend to make a sport out of it by killing them with softball. Every day after school, I'd go out in the back and uh, the sidewalk and watch the ants running back and forth, and I would kill them with a softball, and it wouldn't come back in until I'd killed at least 100 ants. And I found generally that after the first 50, the ants would get wary. Somehow they'd communicate it with each other, and they would stop at the grass at the edge of the sidewalk and wait and then run as fast as they could uh, to get across the sidewalk. I gave myself bonus points if I was able to kill two ants with one bounce. So that took up some time. And then another thing that was a somewhat similar vein, I guess, was walking downtown to the grocery store, which had a, a giant bug zapper mounted right over the entrance and watching the bugs die, uh, especially the big ones. So that was always a good thing. Today, that's continued to be a pastime of mine. Uh, I found an excellent indoor bug zapper, which, um, is very, very effective and uh, does make a lot of noise when the bugs are killed. Big popping noises. A lot of people don't like that sound, but to me, that's the sound of victory. So those were some things that we did, but, you know, uh, there were more legitimate activities to pass time. We had a Carnegie Library, you know, little towns had libraries that were uh, basically established through money set up by the Carnegie Foundation, and uh, they were these limestone little castles, not very big necessarily, but they were really, really kind of intimidating looking when you were a kid. And one of the things that you would see uh, when you went in there were these huge, huge doors that make a crashing sound when the doors closed. And you didn't want to let them do that because the librarian would frown at you if you did. And there were basically you know, books in the two very large rooms with huge high ceilings. and. Uh, what, uh, what we would like to do, or what I'd like to do, is gradually read every book until I'd gone through the entire library, and I think at some point I probably did. And even books like The Wandering Jew from maybe the 16th century or something, which I couldn't make much sense out of. So that would take a long time. Now in the summer, for a couple of weeks, we had uh, uh, two weeks of band practice when I was in high school, and that was something I really looked for that did take up some activity and if you feel like you were doing something that you enjoyed. So I would go very, very early. I'd get there maybe an hour or two early before it started and I would sit in a patch of grass 
where there was lots and lots of clover. And in the only time in my life it ever happened, I found four-leaf clover. I found actually seven four-leaf clovers uh, during one summer when I sat around waiting for band practice to start. One of the things that uh, I remember more than anything is the quiet and the night sky. We had no street lights, and so looking up at the night sky, you could see all the stars that you see uh, in uh, TV science shows, you know, and uh, uh, nothing really by way of lights other than two blinking red uh, airplane warning lights on the lime, uh, the uh, cement plant uh, smokestacks. And then just hearing the absence of noise, which has not been an experience that I grew up. The uh, town, the area was so quiet that if a vehicle was driving, you could hear the wheels on the sticky asphalt in the summer a long time before the vehicle actually showed up. And you'd stop when you heard that sound because that was something happening. Um, you know, there were all kinds of things that, uh, uh, that one could find. Um, running through uh, the woods, uh, had uh, some friends whose parents had sort of a little souvenir curio shop and they'd make their kids run through the woods every morning to find arrowheads, which they could regularly find because there were tons and tons of them out in the woods. And for me, running around in, uh, in the fields and woods and whatnot, uh, the main thing I discovered was poison ivy. I had so much poison ivy that at some point I became immune to it and I'd run up and just grab a bunch of it and rub it in my fingers and show people. But uh, the, the, it's, 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 it's a time of life now where I guess I can look back and value that. It sure didn't seem very fun uh, for the years growing up, but now it would be something that I suppose most people I know would pay money for, I guess do. Uh, but the memories are, are there to, uh, to go back to and visit anytime I want. Thanks for listening.